0: Today's scripture is Acts, chapter 2, verses 40 through 47, and I will be reading from the New International Version. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Meeting together in groups may seem a small thing, but that's all the Holy Spirit needs to transform your life and that of this community. Let me say that again. Meeting together in groups may seem a small thing, but that's all the Holy Spirit needs to transform your life and that of this community. This Sunday on Labor Day weekend is the last Sunday of our ministry year. Next week, kickoff Sunday begins our new fall ministry programming. Sunday school, choirs, uh, kids worship, Gary Youth Small Groups Confirmation and our new second worship service at 11 o'clock named Word and Sacrament. Thus, this is our last Sunday with our theme of the year, Anchored in Hope. I loved this theme from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It recalled for us this abiding truth. That Jesus is our only hope. It's been a needed message in the midst of the storms we have and are facing. Yet it also reminds us that Christ not only anchors us to him, but together with others. This is our hope, the ark of salvation, the church, God's redemption plan. Which brings us to our scripture today. In Acts chapter 2, I'll begin at verse 46. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved when reading the end of acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 45 those are the verses that get mentioned the most throughout time history commentaries and sermons and for good reason they show the dynamism of the holy spirit at work in the earliest christian community The devotion to the apostles' teaching, prayer and the Eucharist, the awe of signs and wonders, selling of property to give to all who are in need. These leap off the page, yet we often, to our own detriment, skip past the vital steps of verses 46 through 47. Let me read it again. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their daily number those who were being saved. Notice what they do. It is, it may be small. But it is so important. They continue to meet together. They do this in the temple courts through gathered worship, but it doesn't stop there. They gather in small groups in each other's homes. They break bread with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. This coming together in small venues with smaller groups of people to report on how God is working in their lives, praising Christ is as vital as the more famous practices above. By this continually meeting and witnessing to God's work, there are more added to their number daily. This act, continually meeting as small groups with each other in each other's homes not only transforms their lives personally, but their entire worshiping community. When the Holy Spirit moves among us as Christians, God brings us back to these simple but vital acts, preaching, worship, the sacraments, and small groups Meeting together in groups may seem a small thing, but that's all the Holy Spirit needs to transform your life and that of this community. I wanted to speak today about times in which small groups changed my life. There are so many times as pastors that we preach about a whole bunch of things but sometimes we, forgive to, we forget to give in personal and witnessing ways what God has done systematically through our lives. So I wanted to take just a moment to name three of those in my life that I don't think I've ever spoken about. They're so precious to me and so personal to me, but have made such a big impact in my life. The first time was in college, at Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. And it was an accountability group. Those years of my life, those six years from my freshman year in high school to my sophomore year in college are the years I probably look on the most, with the most, they're uncomfortable for me to look at are the times of which in a lot, I have a lot of shame, um, probably because I was in equal parts hypocritical, spiritually arrogant, and full of self-loathing. All of those mixed together, which was not good for my parents, for me, or for anybody. But by the grace of God, I happened to be on this hall in college with my roommate Josh from Indiana, my friend Wes from Georgia, and my friend John Roberts from Southern West Virginia. I don't know why we called him John Roberts and that's not John, but we always did. John Roberts. Still to this day, he's John Roberts. (laughs) But those three gentlemen we formed an accountability group. So every week we would come together and we would confess our sins and we'd talk about the ways in which God was at work in our lives. And for me to have a group of people in which it was safe, to be able to talk about the things that I was most disturbed about and the things that were continually causing me to sin. But do it in a way in which they were not there to yell at me. They were, of course, there to give advice if they needed it, but mostly to pray for me and support me. I can't, it is immeasurable how important that was in my life. How that little practice allowed the Holy Spirit to transform me in ways I could never see in myself. And as I continued in college and I was convinced that I was going to go, I was a media communications major, I was going to go work for ESPN, I was going to do sports broadcasting. This is what I was going to do. I loved it. It was every part of my life. I would get paid to watch sports. It would be great. (laughs) Now I just do that for free, or I pay people (laughs) to watch it. But I was good at it, it was a talent I had, but I felt more and more disquiet in my soul. Something wasn't right, even though I kept enjoying these opportunities I had. Finally, one day, I remember after going to uh, after going to chapel, I was in my room, and I was praying to the Lord, and I I kept feeling oh I forgot to tell you this part I, my 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 future wife then fiance Beth um, while she was in Africa living there in the slums of Nairobi she sent me a letter that said. Uh, you know, Brian, I feel like I'm being called into ministry. And my father was a minister. And I was like, well, then I'm definitely not doing this. (laughs) I'm definitely not doing this. But I still felt this disquiet. And I kept telling my group, something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. And they had seen me grow and change so much. And finally, that day, I was in my room, in my dorm room, and I said, (laughs) this is the worst call story of all time, but I was sitting there, and I said, God, just leave me alone. If this is what you want me to do, I'll find I'll do it. I'll just do it. And then I felt this peace come over me of the Holy Spirit. And I went to my group, and I said, y'all ain't going to believe this. I feel like the Lord is calling me to be a pastor. And they said, yeah, we know. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you all know? Well, oh, we know, we've known for years. We've just been praying that the Lord would show you. I said, are you all serious? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I called my mom and dad. They said the exact same thing. I, I said, well, why didn't anybody know? Why did, I, why did everybody know except of me? I had such self-loathing and self-hatred. And for good reason in a lot of ways. But it took that group who showed me that sin didn't have to be keeping me back for the rest of my life by God's grace. I'm so thankful for them that even in my sin and my hurt, God was doing a good work in me and was calling me and could see things in me that I couldn't see in myself. The second time, and it was a different kind of group, that the Lord really changed my life was uh, my first church where I was appointed by the bishop in rural Indiana, a very similar place to where I grew up. I'd like to say that the first two years of my ministry was just on fire for the Lord. It was not. It was not. I tried all these things and (laughs) it just did not work. Nothing worked. And um, I finally uh, quit trying to pastor and preach the way I was taught in seminary. I went to Duke University, uh, which was very white, very Southern and very middle and upper middle class and very educated. This was not the place where I was put. And I finally decided, okay, I've done all these things that they told me to do and it's not working. What Lord? do I need to do, I'm clearly in the way of what you're doing here. And God spoke to me, not in an audible voice, but said, Brian, have you thought about Bible study? And we began in our group, our church was not very big. When I got there, they said it was going to be a lot bigger. It was 25 people on a Sunday. That's what we had. I mean, that was what the average attendance was. I always keep the right attendance from now on. I don't want to push push the wrong side when they come behind me. But we're at 25. And so I took a group of disciple Bible study, which was 12 people, which is about half the congregation. And we began to do disciple Bible study. And friends it transformed our life. Being able to be that connected where you're reading 80 to to, to 90% of the Bible in a year, and you're reading it with other people, and you see, and you're reading the scripture, not just to learn, but ways in which it can make you a more faithful disciple. It changed our life. I would like to say that I had great ideas and that's why the church grew in those last two years. I didn't. I didn't have anything great to say. But but what I did do was be a part of a disciple Bible study and modeled how it could change my life. And that church grew. Now it may not seem big that it goes from 25 to almost 100 on Sunday, but to us that was huge. And it was all because it began with that disciple Bible study and allowing the people in that group to be transformed by the word of God. The third place in a different kind of small group that changed my life was here at Gary Church. And that was class meeting. Class meeting is those groups where it's from it's from the, the first of the Methodist movement the old question that we would ask each other each week was how is it with thy soul now we ask how is your life in Christ today or how is your life in Christ this week the question never changes it's the same one week after week after week after week but I was at a point here at Gary, and this was not anybody's fault, it wasn't the church's fault, this was my fault. Where I feel like that I was in a, as, as Reverend Joanne said a few weeks ago, a dry spell, spiritually dry. I was starting to feel isolated, alone, and I knew That the Lord had something more for me, but I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I needed other people to help me. So we began our class meeting, and we went through the book for the first eight weeks, and then we went off book, and we started asking each other that question every week. Sometimes things came up I wasn't there, somebody else wasn't there, but every week we met, and over time, not only did we become closer to one another, but it made me ask the question that I wasn't asking myself, where is God at work in my life? Is this week been a week in which I felt close to Christ? Is, is this week a week that I feel farther away from Christ? Was that something I did? Was it just circumstances? What was it? Where is God working in my life? All of a sudden, after going through that, I started to see places where God was at work, where I wasn't taking the time to see it by myself. It radically changed my life, and I'm so thankful for it. Now we've got five groups. That group has broken up, not because we didn't like each other, (laughs) but because that was the whole point in the first We've got five small groups of class meeting now. We're hoping to add more in the fall. Meeting together in groups may seem a small thing, but that's all the Holy Spirit needs to transform your life and that of this community. I know for many of you, this may seem at the same time A calling that is scary and demanding, this move into small group. I think scary because it's risking yourself. So many times as Midwesterners, and especially Midwesterners in the suburbs, we have a very difficult time letting anyone see what's going on in the inside. Especially with our faith. And I want to address that for a moment. I know it may be scary, but I ask you, listen to the Holy Spirit. Is God really telling you that you are better left walking this path alone? You cannot grow in your faith without looking at your relationship with God and allowing other Christians in trust me, you are in the most welcoming of hands. Everyone else in that room, everyone surrounding that dining room table or occupying those living room chairs feels the same way. But I have found nothing but acceptance, love, support and prayers in those circles these are people who won't let you down because they have been formed by christ who is their anchor just like you the other concern many have is that it seems demanding as far as time doing something once a week for an hour or for an hour and a half seems like a lot and it's true these groups meet weekly Yet God does something amazing with small groups. Remember, God is the God of time. God is outside of time. Time is a creation of God. And paradoxically, when you take this time to be with God and with others to evaluate and grow in your relationship with God, that time returns. I don't know how it works. But I can tell you from experience, I feel my week is much more busy and hectic when that time with my small group is not there. But when I continue to meet together, as the scripture says, I have more time to rest the week seems to slow down. I'm able not only to see God, but what God is doing, but also the ways that God wants me to act as a disciple in the world. Meeting together in groups may seem a small thing, but that's all the Holy Spirit needs to transform your life and that of this community. Friends, we have so many opportunities coming up this these next few weeks we have our traditional men's and women's bible studies that would be an amazing place for so many to start also uh reverend jamie hannah williams is going to be beginning fast-track bible study on thursday september 15th You will go through 75% of the Bible in that class. And there are so many people in this room, if you ask them, where did they begin their spiritual journey of not only finding more about Scripture and the power of the authoritative Word of God, but also how to be in ministry? That is a place that it began for them. I would encourage you to be a part of that. Then in two Sundays we're going to be having uh, we're going to be having a gathering here at the church for class meeting. Class meeting is a great place for a lot of people to take time to begin their walk with discerning how God's working in their lives and then be able to trust in a community. Again, it's a question that never changes. It's the same every week. How is your life in Christ today? And you would be amazed when you ask that question, what God can do with it and how close you become with the people in that group and the ways in which God begins to call you in ways you would have never imagined. We have all of these groups at Gary, and I've been a part of all of them, and they've radically changed, transformed my life, accountability groups, small, to small groups that we study the Bible and class meetings. Friends, I'm asking you to listen to the Holy Spirit on this day and in the next weeks. I believe that the Lord is calling you into a new way of reaching out in faith. We are not out of the storms of this world and we need the anchor of Jesus Christ, our only hope, But thanks be to God, He doesn't anchor us alone. He anchors us together. Come, know the Holy Spirit. Know Christ in new ways as we continue to meet together in homes to God's glory. And I promise the Lord will add to our numbers each day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gary Church Podcast. If you would do us a favor by rating and reviewing us on the application you are using, it would be a huge help. Also, share our podcast with a friend. Thank you so much. And now receive this blessing. May the love of God the Father, the grace of God the Son, and the power of God the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.